facts, fibs, and fairy tales. Not to sidebar it too much at this point, because there's way more sidebars later. This hot piece of ass, apparently. Get it. That it just, like, it just exploded. I've, like, never seen jizz like this. She was like, oh, you're not supposed to sleep over on the first date. I was like, yeah, fair enough. But did you ever see her again? Or was that, was that it? That was last night. It was like an audience participation. No. Sort of deal. And, like, you know me. Any attention I can get, I'm going to fucking take. Yeah. Like, that's my currency, his attention. (laughs) Welcome to Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales. My name is Matt Sweet, and I am your factual fairy. And today, my very, very special guest is the illustrious, magical, majestic DJ, DJ Black Cat. Hi, how are you? Wow. (laughs) I don't think I've been introduced like that ever. Well, I appreciate that. You don't think you're illustrious? I think you are. Oh, there's a few things I think I am that I'm just going to keep to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Right. You're, I think you're, you're a woman who's many things. Um, can you tell us, what are your defini- definitions? Who are you? What are you? What's your deal? Uh, oh, well, my name is Michael Hall, and I'm a DJ. I go by the name of Black Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm fun, witty, happy, and um, just a friendly neighborhood kind of guy. <laughs> My friends would probably think I'm miserable, opinionated, and destructible. So That's actually how I think my friends think of me. Uh, they never tell me that to my face, but like it's in their eyes, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> well, my friends tell me. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you've got good friends. Yeah, <laughs> my friends tell me. They're just like, you're just miserable. I'm like, well, thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah. I, I have been sort of waffling through depression for a long time over the last few years. And like, I'll go out with people, and people are like, oh my God, you're so nice. And in my head, I'm just like, you're calling me a cunt. I can tell. <laughs> and it's just like, they're not, I don't think, but what if they were? Right. That's that's a real fun way to call someone a cunt. Anyway, uh, I don't know why this is about me all of a sudden, because that's who I am. Um, all right, so you've been a DJ for how long? An amount of time. Oh, good Jesus. That's a lot of time. Uh, yeah. 2,000 years? Shit. 27 years, I believe it is. I started Whoa. in 1992. Oh my God. That's a huge amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In that yeah. time, have you sort of, have there been any sort of major changes you've seen to sort of the, the way nightlife works, or is it basically the same? Well, in 1992, I believe people didn't really care who I was, mm. and now I believe that they actually care, which is nice. Right. Um, There's more kind of like a celebrity that goes with it, maybe? Is that what you mean? A little bit. Yeah. Yes, and I think it's because of the... The amount of time I've been around, I guess a little bit of a celebrity comes with that. and mm. Or walking around Toronto mm-hmm. in general and uh, people knowing who I am, yeah. which, which I never get used to. It, it seems weird, but I really don't ever get used to the fact that somebody knows who I am. And you, you don't know, know them. And I don't know them. Yeah. And they like the, the, like when people are just staring at me. Yeah. You know, um, and, and in my mind, I'm like, why are you staring at me? You piece and, of shit. Yep, yeah, right. I just want to kick your ass. And they're like, oh my God, I saw you in this documentary and you're so... And I'm like, thanks. Oh. I'll just take back everything yeah, that right. I was thinking and feeling yeah. about 10 it, seconds ago. It was incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I still run into that. Yeah. Uh, 27 years ago, 
um, specifically in the LGBTQ community, um, there wasn't much uh, urban sounding music in the community. So yeah. So now it's everywhere. So yeah, I would say there's a dramatic change. Yeah. There was a dramatic change. There's a dramatic change in the fact that I was one of the only uh, people of color, male uh, DJs mm-hmm. when I came out. Um, and came out now, as a DJ. <laughs> came out as a DJ. Um, was there a whole ceremony? Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a knighthood, a knighting. Yeah. And now you're um, a DJ. <laughs> and now there are many. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of guys and a lot of girls um, doing the thing. Doing the doing the damn thing. Doing yeah. DJing or promoting or mm-hmm. you know, something in the community. Um, whereas at one point it was pretty much me. Yeah. You know, there were there were other people and I when I say pretty much me I'm, um, I don't want it to sound like I was like the only one. Um, I was the the one. See, I, I guess I was the black guy, right? That was doing it. I don't think there were any other black males at the time that I was doing it. There were in Toronto. In Toronto, right? Yeah, there were females uh, doing it, um, but there were and 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 I knew some of the females, but I didn't know of any males. Please forgive my my memory, but it's okay. They won't. But for the most part, yeah, (laughs) they're not around to hear this. So yes, it was me. It was all about me. Yeah, no, Um, that's what I assumed. (laughs) But but you see, you know, that's kind of what I assumed at the time too. Uh, Mm. And then I I went to a a a symposium, um, and I found out there was another DJ. I forget his name now. It's been a couple years since I've known this, and a much older guy, and he was Mm. around in the seventies. Oh wow. Seventies going into the like early eighties, but then eighties up until like ninety two there were no other other male really? DJs. And then I came around. So I didn't know about him because when I came out I was very young already. Sure. I didn't know And he was like retired. And so. he was like a hundred and nine thousand <laughs> years old now, right? So That's pretty old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So That's so cool. Like do you ever think about that? place you inhabit like is that something you ever really think about or you just like let other people think to be very honest i do i've only started thinking about it in the last year and a Mm -hmm. half two years maybe yeah three years i've started thinking about my place in in the history of the lgbtq community in toronto i started thinking about that because um people were asking me Mm mm-hmm Right, I like I didn't actually think about it until people started asking me, or I was, uh, people started calling me legend, or uh, like little things like that. But really, I was just doing my job. Right, I I was just showing up. I'm just showing up, getting that paycheck, (laughs) getting that check so that I wasn't living on the street. Yeah, you know, it was it was kind of like that for me, really. And Mm -hmm. then people started. Um, acknowledging me for things and saying that I was the one to start this and appreciating and mm-hmm. people coming to the club telling me, you know, oh my God, Black Cat, you're the first guy that I came to their party. I was like 14 and now I'm 105 <laughs> and you're still doing your thing yeah. and I appreciate it so much. And, you know, like, and I'm hearing that more right, now right. because... 
you know, guys are now in their 30s and... Um, and, and you've been and they think musical. that they're old as hell, you know, because sure. they're like, "Oh my god, I'm 31 and I'm just gonna die tomorrow." And, um, <laughs> Today and they is think, literally my 35th birthday, and I yes, that's right. Feel... I was gonna say happy birthday to you too. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. Happy birthday, Matt. And but, I'm so old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I get. I tell you the honest truth. This is what I get, and I. I just think it's so amazing when they're telling me they're like, I'm, I'm 35 and I'm just old and I'm thinking in my head, oh girl, and what am I, a fossil? Hmm? Is well, that what you're trying to nice say? A nice looking is fossil. That your, is that your nice way of saying I should be dead? Well, thank you so much. Yeah. You bastard. What a treat. Um, <laughs> but yes, sorry, I went off on a tangent. I think, yes, that is when it started to kind of sit with me and... Mm. Uh, and I did a, a documentary um, on work that I've done in the community for a while, um, and and then I started to think about wanting to put everything down, like even mm. like write a book or keep track of some sort of record keeping. Yeah, because I was like, there's so many things that has happened to me um, in my life that other people of color, other people, period, should know about right, right. Uh, that uh, that I came up across, uh, against and things that we may not come up against again because things have advanced so, so far. Mm-hmm. I think that they should understand that there was a time when. Mm-hmm. There was a time when you could not hear R&B, dance hall, soca in the lgbtq community of toronto Mm -hmm. it was not played they did not want to hear it if you tried to play it they got police to shut you down really it was that kind of situation now you just hear it everywhere you just take for granted that this has always been this way and it wasn't right so i don't want to alarm you but you i think were the person who made that occur like changed that Yes, outcome. I feel I yes I do, and which is weird to talk about. Yes, it is. It is. It's it's it, it is weird. Yeah, but it, it I did. Yeah, you, you know it's hard to say that. Yeah. because you know you're you're taking well, ownership of let something. Let me say it then, and then you don't have to. <laughs> you did that. Well, I think <laughs> I think that people should take ownership of things that they know they did. Yeah, in in this world. Uh, uh, but it's very, it's like anti-Canadian to do that, right? Like it it's is. It's very like, I'm uncomfortable acknowledging my own success or yeah. anything good about myself ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, I, I just don't think that's right. Um, yeah. But it is hard to do. Yeah. Um, but if I'm speaking honestly, when I came out in 1992, came out as a DJ in the community in 1992, I was not welcomed uh by the community at large Mm -hmm. because of the music that i chose to play right um because of the color of my skin because of these things like i i I would walk into some clubs and they would ask me if i was in the right place yikes yeah you know are you supposed to be here do you know where you are <laughs> that's uh, exactly yeah i suck dick and i'm <laughs> looking for another dick to suck is that okay with so you so i think this is the right room i think this is the place <laughs> that i'm supposed to be at yeah that's um exactly what happened to me um my 
friends Will and Franny and I went to this ball in Buffalo in like the basement of the Holiday Inn or something. And when we got to the ticket counter to be like, hey, can we get a ticket? And like we had nonsense on. Like we mm-hmm. we didn't look like regular people out the street. Yeah. The guy <laughs> taking the money was like, are you sure you're supposed <laughs> to be here? Right. Which is kind of like a reverse of where yeah, you're coming right. from. But it was it was kind of this like, I, I don't know. I, I guess like in the Toronto ballroom scene, like it, it, it's rare that I come up against that kind of obstacle. And mm-hmm. someone who's like, get the fuck out. Right. But it was like, we had made this special trip. We were just so happy to be there. Yeah. And then like, mm. we'll take our money and then we'll see if we belong here. You know? yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's a complete aside from where what we're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. It's. I'm sure I don't experience it in the same way you do, but I, I can appreciate the strangeness of the that strangeness of, of yes of being someplace where you think you're supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, the people around you are like, mm, I don't know about that. Are yeah. you sure? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you look. Um, That's not. Uh, you look hmm. a little suspect. Right. <laughs> not sure you know um yeah. and yeah like and they, and they position like we're checking in on you like are you sure you're supposed yeah to yeah be yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they're, they're making it look like they're concerned for yeah. your well-being but what they're really saying is, is they're concerned for their well-being yeah <laughs> which you know in you know it, it it's for the time that it was back then i guess it's fair because um it's fair in, in a way for from their side of things because they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. You're not used to seeing black guys uh, <clears throat> just walking into like Woody's. Yeah. Like it just doesn't happen. <clears throat> or black guys that look like me because I, I, I guess, you know, the term urban. I look very <laughs> like, you know, rough and not your typical stereotypical gay guy walking into Woody's like hey girl oh my god oh my god like I didn't walk into Woody's like that I that's was funny very because quiet. that's how I picture you yep <laughs> <laughs> that's how I am now right right when I walked Imagine into Woody's the queen you are today I wasn't the queen I am today <laughs> and and so, you know, people looking, they look and they think, okay, well, maybe I should just, you know, make sure that this yeah. guy is okay and legitimate. Hmm. So I, I guess I understand that too. Because, I mean, I do that now when I do my parties. Um, when I see, like, certain black guys will come up to the door and I'm like, mm, you don't, no, you're not supposed to be here. Are you and I've sure been you're supposed to be <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. know, and I've been wrong. Like, right. I've seen guys, and I'm like, so I'm just going to let you know that this is an LGBTQ right. event. and uh, you got to be good with that. Yeah, just so that you mm. don't walk in and just have a complete heart attack when you see two men on top of each other. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's what we're here for. I'm like, oh, well, come on in. I'm so sorry I didn't smell but, the sodomy. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. I didn't see your queen crown <laughs> on your head, and you weren't lit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still, like, I do it too sometimes, you know, because, you know, you don't want them to walk into a situation where they're going to be upset or uncomfortable. Yeah. So I do see where they were coming from. Um, 
Maybe. But, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a maybe but, on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see... Well, I'm a Libra. and We like to... Amen. You know, we like to... Always see both sides. Right. We yeah. like to balance things out like that. <laughs> so, you know, I get it, but... Yeah, it it was it was difficult. With like mm-hmm. all jokes aside, it was difficult sometimes, and even getting gigs and getting places to be able to spin and mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know. But I was younger then, so Did and I- it was a different time. Like now, the young guys they're very politically aware and very um, sure in their entitlement mm-hmm. as. As a person of color, the rights that we're supposed to have and the the freedoms that we're supposed to have and you are not going to take this from us type right. thing. Yeah. Whereas back then, at least for me, because, you know, I wasn't very politically driven, I was more on the side of, oh, can we? Ah, can like that we, permission thing. Yeah, can we do our parties here? Because, right. you know, we need a space. And if you said no, then that's what it was, right? right? Where now, um, I know guys and girls and, you know, they go into a space and they're like, yeah, we'd like to do our party here. And if they say no, then all of a sudden CB24 and right. a whole bunch of things, <laughs> people are there and right. they're they're tearing down this building and tell, telling them that you no longer will. And, you know, like it's, it's all of that mm-hmm. where it wasn't that for me in 92. Right. You know, we just Interesting. we just tried to get spaces, and there were club owners that were welcoming. Because I mean, that's how how I'm still here. You sure. know, there were some club owners that are like, "Yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Yeah, I well, we we see what you're trying to do, and we'll do yeah. this." But it was far and few between, for sure. Of course, yeah. do, can you like roughly estimate like when that shift happened, where it sort of stopped being so challenging to get in spaces? Like, was there was it 2008 or was it 1993? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it was 1993. Um, no, you know what? I don't really Was it remember. really slow? Like it just kind of it was started... Just, <clears throat> I think it also became the fact that I was DJ Black Cat. Okay. And that made things easier for me like the spaces were easier for me to get because i was black cat Mm -hmm. and because i guess the climate of the world started to go to the fact of not uh you know you just can't say no to me now right (laughs) right yeah. You, you, you just you can't. Don't get a vote you anymore. don't. You you can't just say no to me now. Like I'm right. a part of this community, and I think that. But I I think I only started to think that way maybe six years ago. Right. Me personally, it doesn't mean that the world didn't change. It just took me a little bit longer to catch up. But I I for me I would say six years ago yeah, yeah. because that's when I kind of you know called up Pride Toronto and said, uh, look look. For 20 years, mm-hmm. I've had to send in an application, send in a CD, send in a demo, whatever I had to do to get right. some sort of acknowledgement from Pride Toronto to be on your stage. And I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm not doing that anymore. You guys should know who I am by now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, I started to speak mm-hmm. for myself, which I wasn't doing before that. So the change could have happened before, but I... Personally, I guess the change for me, where I started to say, "Oh no, you can't 
do this to me. I'm DJ Blackhead. I'm yeah. fucking DJ Blackhead. I've been in this goddamn community for a hundred years <laughs> doing parties every goddamn month and you don't know who I am? Yeah. That's not my fault. That's your fault. Yeah, yeah. You better fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, because that. I'm no longer going to take that. Mm-hmm. That I shouldn't have to. When my white counterpart who doesn't DJ every every month, who doesn't have his own gigs, who doesn't do all of the things that I do, is getting a phone call. Right, and being programmed. Yeah, and yeah. he's getting a phone call to come and DJ, and I have to, like, Hustle. swing tree through yeah. trees and do all sorts of shit to get one gig. Yeah. No. That's no more. Yeah, it yeah, can't yeah. happen. I will not allow it to happen. I will because make I'm a DJ lot of fucking no- black. I am DJ fucking black cat, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and uh, I will not allow this to happen anymore. So it Amazing. it took a, it, I guess it took a minute, but here you are. Here I am, and I bet and it feels way better to be on this side of that. Uh yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> it does. And being acknowledged and thanked and and appreciated for what it is that you do by other people that are coming up. Um, in this business mm-hmm. um, is nice. It's got to be really cool. Yeah, it is. It's cool. It's cool to walk into a room and some young cats that I don't even know are like, yo, you're like an OG. Like, right. you're a legend. Like, and I don't mind those things. I've yeah. never been a person that feared getting older mm-hmm. or being called older. Uh, those things have never feared me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I think I may have a little bit more fear about them now than any other time in my life. And right. the only fe- it isn't even a fear. It's just a more of a running joke with a couple of my friends. But <laughs> I just I've never been I've never been that guy. So um, I know in the gay life, you know, you turn 30 and vanish. Yeah. You're just like, you know, that's that's how gay men think. Yeah. You're 30 and oh, my God, I'm just going to die tomorrow. <laughs> and I've never thought that way. I've, For the next 40 years, you're supposed to think that. Yeah. Which is insane. Which is crazy. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> like, midlife crisis for gay men is 30. Yeah. Whereas straight men, it's 50. Yeah. Or at least it was at, at a certain time in life, right? I think it and, fluctuates now. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, life is different now. But um, <laughs> it's just, that's always been weird to me. But I... I appreciate the fact of being acknowledged for the things that I've done yeah. and getting awards and that's and, so cool. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's I nice. Love that. I think for me, I have never really worried too much about aging because I sort of decided at eighteen that I was going to be handsome as I got older, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I've just been waiting to get hot, and I feel like <laughs> I'm close. You know, I'm almost there. <laughs> Um, let me ask you this. What is, well, it's two questions. What's the best part and what is the worst part about existing in the, like, nightlife universe? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> the There's best nothing part, good about it. <laughs> the, you know, the best part about existing, just you asking me this and I'm thinking about what is great about being a DJ in this nightlife um, is the fact that I meet people still. It keeps me young. Okay. In my mind. Like yeah. it does. It, it, I, it forces me to have to go out 
it forces me to have to like the kind of DJ I am. I like to keep up with music. So mm-hmm. I, I don't get stuck. I'm not a 90s DJ. So I'm not like stuck in the 90s and just playing 90s music. I like to play current stuff. I like yeah. to be uh, on top of it. on top of everything. So it 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 makes me have to do that mm-hmm. being in the nightlife. Um and I like that because it keeps me young. It keeps me energized. It makes me have to get up and do things even when I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Especially when you don't want especially to. Especially yeah. when you don't want to, right? <laughs> and and it, there's something to say about energy. Like the, the, the not just the young energy because there are grown men that come to the clubs too. But the energy in the club keeps you youthful. Hmm. Keeps you happy in my mind like not the drama stuff sure. even though the drama keeps you young too <laughs> in a different way in a different way yeah. <laughs> um but it's just that that whole energy and meeting people and um knowing that i'm making people happy by the stuff yeah. that i play and the, the the things that i do do you feel powerful when you control the mood of a room i assume, i would think that that feels very powerful i think i think i think about that in a subconscious way. Okay. I think so. Because um, for me, like, when someone that... puts on, like, I don't know, like, a Donna Summer classic disco track, which, like, makes me erect. Yeah. Like, that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even care if anyone else in the room gives a shit, but for me, it's such a mood shift, and it changes the way I perceive the rest of the evening. Yeah. Just, like, that one moment. And I, I imagine that, you know, if you're giving that moment to many different people with many different songs like Mm -hmm. i think there's something magical about that yes and and that's i guess that that would be the part that kind of makes me happy is that i can i can see when a song makes someone happy i like Mm. that like i can see when i put on a track what it does to somebody and that makes me happy because the same thing happens to me when i go to hear a dj and he puts on the track that i like Yeah, yeah yeah that that feeling is is what makes me happy because I do that for other people or, Mm -hmm. you know, just having them come up to me. I had a lady, I did this event, uh, on Friday and this lady, um, indigenous, she's indigenous and she came up to me. Um, and I had no idea who this woman was at all. An older lady now. And, uh, Thought she was going to ask for a song or something. I didn't know really what to expect. Uh, She didn't look like, and there you go. She didn't (laughs) look like the type of person that would be into what it was I was playing. Mm -hmm. Um, Judging a book by a cover. (laughs) We're all going to do it, whether we want to or not. Right. (laughs) Um, But she came up to me and she goes, you know, um, when I first came to this country... I came to one of your parties and I got, or I came to a couple of your parties and I have two CDs that you used to give out and I still play them to this day. They are like the best CDs I've ever gotten. Um, and I, I really just wanted to tell you that, that I, I appreciate your music. I appreciate you. And I, and I was just like, wow, that's so cool. That is so cool. Like yeah. it's, it's little things like that. Like, cause you know, I've, 
been doing this for a while. You have like a couple of the first CDs that I've ever done, and you yeah. still have them, and they're still playing, and you still love them. Also, how dare she have a CD that isn't scratched to hell? I don't. Uh, I, how, has she, how has she done that? That's my, a miracle. Yes, uh, my <laughs> mind is my mind is in my mind. Like I think that she probably like burned it onto. Right, it's like it's digital now. She's yeah, gone. she she burned it onto a laptop, right. and now it's there. You know, <laughs> it's in a safe space because that can't possibly be still in good condition. Like, right, that has to be skipping. <laughs> Maybe that makes it better. I don't know. <laughs> it updates it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, but what's the worst part? What's the worst part about it all? I assume it's the hours because I am tired after nine p.m. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my goodness. What is the worst part? It's not the hours for me because okay. I've always been a nighttime person. Even when I was younger, I had uh, like overnight jobs. Like okay. I worked in the supermarket, but I worked in the meat department packing chicken and stuff like that at night. Okay. And then went to so school in the morning. Like yeah. Late night. Late night type deal for mm-hmm. me. I've always been a late night person. So um, the worst part of nightlife. You can also say the people. <laughs> After just celebrating the people, like they're both the best. And yeah, worst. they're the, both the best and the worst part. <laughs> I think, you know. I don't. I want to say I don't have a worst part, but that's not true. I just can't think of it right now. Right. But in the midst of our conversation, when it comes out, I will bring it. I will right. bring it back to that because right now, I, I, there isn't a bad, there isn't a worst part for me. I okay. enjoy pretty much everything that's about amazing. the nightlife, um, even the drama, because I find that I'm not in it. Right. So it's you know, that's the best drama yeah. when you're not in it. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I guess. You know, yeah, I guess I would, maybe the people that want to take you down, mm. like, because there are those people, the the ones that just can't be happy, can't be happy for you. Yeah. Uh, or don't want to root you on. They just want to see you fall and they're just yeah. waiting. They see you that. with a piece of pie and they want to take it from you because yeah. they could get their own piece, but like, you've already got it. Right, and it's. I guess that would be the more the, and that doesn't even happen now too, actually. But I would say that more the black hat. Right. (laughs) I would say that was more the promoter side of things. At one point, like it was very uh, fight, fight, fight with the promoters. Mm -hmm. But it's not that anymore because again, again, time has changed, and and young younger cats are coming up, and they're acknowledging the fact that you're here and. We try to work everything out so that, you know, people aren't battling each other. And right. Which is the hardest part, I would think. Trying yeah. Trying to figure that out. Yeah, but they want to do it. And right. it's what makes it easier. Whereas years ago, that just wasn't the case. It wasn't the case of... of right. what It was more, I want to take you out so that I have it all. I want to take you out. And right. Which so is a weird way to approach bad, it, I think. But That was a bad part. But that doesn't even happen much anymore. So there's <laughs> cool. not really a downside all right well when it when away it comes from the up, fact that i am there. getting older right <laughs> and you know i i do get tired yeah and i don't want to be out as as much um yeah you don't want to see 6 a.m quite so often right yeah you know <laughs> but then i just kind of work it out that i'm not coming home at 6 a.m because right. i'm fucking black cat so <laughs> I will take the early set, and then I will be at home, and then I, and will I will leave. watch Great Canadian or Baking it, Show. Yep. 
and I will go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I guess, you know, if, if, if something worse pops into my head, I, I will. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, so I assume uh, over this time you have seen many a messy thing. Mm-hmm. Is there like a standout moment you can think of where it's like, that is the messiest person, event, thing that happened? Um, like for, to give you an example, while you think, uh, on the episode just before this, I was speaking with a bartender and she's been around for a while and she talked about <laughs> this time it was New Year's Eve and <laughs> they hadn't even opened yet, but the, like this girl had to pee. So the, 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 um, bouncer let her in to go pee and she kind of never came out. Her and her friend were in the basement for like an hour they went down to check, and the girl had literally, like, shit herself and had shit, like, all over herself. Oh, that's attractive. But her friend was like, um, it's New Year's Eve, and I gotta go party. Not, in, like, she was like, I'm gonna abandon my friend, my shitty friend. Yeah. Because, like, it's New Year's Eve, oh my god. <laughs> and just to me, like, like, obviously shitty friend is a mess. Yeah. But I think it's messier to be that friend who's like, fuck you, shitty friend. I yeah. got to find some New Year's dick. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that I'm thinking of. Is there any... Well, <laughs> speaking of a shitty mess... <laughs> um, Maybe that's what this season should have been, just shit stories. <laughs> I... I can't believe I'm talking about this. Okay, but yeah, it's not that bad. We're but here. it's bad. But it's okay. not that bad. Oh. But it's bad. Okay. But it's not that bad. Um, I've been fortunate. I look back at this. I've been fortunate enough to not have this happen to me often. Yeah. Or, oh no, it's happened because <laughs> oh. I'm about to talk about it. Okay. But um, I would say it's only happened to me once in 27 years of DJing. I was DJing and I was DJing alone. And I guess that's why, you know, if like, because usually nowadays, like even a, a, a difference between back then and now mm. is that now when you get hired for a party, there's usually two DJs so or three bounce. DJs. So you get a break. When I first started um, and how I started as a DJ, you DJ a whole night by yourself. Right. Which sounds brutal. It, it, it sounds brutal because people aren't used to it now, but it's not brutal. Okay. You just have to know how to program your music. And, right. I, and that's why I, in my mind, say that, like, you know, and I'm not trying to disrespect any DJs that may be listening to this, but I always say you're a DJ when you can hold down a full night. Okay. You're not a DJ until you can hold down a full night. Yeah. But I'm coming from a time where holding down a full, a full was night the was the thing to do. Like, yeah. that's what you just did. Now, DJs are playing for a half hour and an hour and saying, oh, God, I'm tired. Like, no, what are you talking about? Like, that was just the opening act. We have five hours here. You should be able to program a whole night. Yeah. Um, But that's not the way of the world now. There's very Mm. rare that you'll find they'll have one DJ on a bill Um, because most DJs can't do it. Right. They, they just would, they would just freak the fuck out. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Back to the shitty story. Oh right, um, yeah. But that that's that's bringing me to this. Yeah. Context. So this happened when I was the only DJ, and um, I my belly decided that it was time 
And there was nothing that was going to stop it from yeah. coming. So I was yeah. like, oh my shit. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> it's so happening. I had to put on a long song and it was Whitney because Whitney had these 12 minute remixes. Uh, and I wasn't even playing any dance music at the time, but I had to put one on. Right. Because, like, there's no other way around this. I love the idea that it was, like, all dance hall, and then just, like, suddenly Whitney was Yeah, playing. yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It was, like, dance hall, and then all of a sudden, you know, I learned from the best. Um, and I was like, you know, they're going to have a, you a know, 12-minute Whitney moment. And I went to the bathroom, and this situation took longer than the song. <laughs> And so there was like dead air and I'm in the bathroom and I like, you know, I can hear the music. I know how long the song is. I know it's coming to an end, but this isn't coming to an end. And woo, there is a battle going on and this one's the one that's going to win. Do I try to pinch it off and run back out? And there was no pinching because this was like a river Nile. So, so... There I am on the fucking toilet. I had to make it this like, and you, and then you get to this point because you're a Libra, and yeah. this is what Libras do. They may take a minute to have to make the decision, but once they've made the decision, it's made. fuck it. Yeah. So I made the decision. I'm like, well, what the fuck? No, I'm just going to wait here until I'm done. Because I'm DJ and fucking Black Cat. Because I'm DJ fucking Black Cat. That's, that, that is the theme of this whole interview. Um, and so, you know, I like now the song's done. Yeah. And there's dead silence in the club. And I know that there is. And I'm in the washroom. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. taking a dump. <laughs> and once I'm done the dump. I, and that's what everyone wants to be doing at any time. Is taking a dump in a club. Totally. Because their washrooms are always so tidy and nice, yeah. <laughs> so fresh, porcelain, <laughs> and uh, gleaming. <laughs> so I finish, you know, and take care of the business, and then just, you know, just acting like I have no idea why everybody's standing around. Like mm. I don't get it. What's all this? I just walk out and just get back behind the turntables and put on my headphones <laughs> and just find a song and start playing again. Like it was a. It seemed like, you didn't like even acknowledge it. No, no, I have no time to acknowledge these people. I am the DJ. I am fucking black cat. And I just went, put my headphones on, just looked for another song, and then pressed play. <laughs> and the night proceeded. But it seemed like they were standing up there for a half hour. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it was probably literally maybe two minutes. Right. Maybe. But that's still a lot but of dead air. But that's still a lot of dead air. Yeah. Club owners don't know what's happening. Security has no fucking clue. Yeah. People are standing on the dance floor. Oh my God, is the night done? Or is, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? It's all oh 10 my God. <laughs> Yeah. I just came back and then somebody came up to the booth that works there was like are you okay I'm like I had the shits <laughs> and there was nothing again. I could do yeah. about that and then that's like, the worst oh, thing you have to wow, acknowledge okay it. Yeah. yeah like yeah 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 like my hole right now is on fire so mm-hmm. I don't think y'all should bother me yeah maybe like run grab me maybe a pack of depends yeah. so that <laughs> so I can, I can just, feel safe I can just dump inside the booth <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Granted, the rest of the night went um, smoothly. I didn't yeah. have to go back again. Okay, you got it all out in one go. I got it all out. <laughs> yeah. 
I that have never thought about that being something you would have to go through, but I, I yeah, yeah. But you see, now they don't have to go through that because there's six DJs in right. you know in a booth, so you're having a moment. <laughs> hey, come on over and start, <laughs> and you're done. But yeah. back in the day, when you were the songs, only DJ, and I have to shit. Yeah, so I have to shit now. Sorry. <laughs> The time has come. Um, so, yeah. So, that's... Unfortunately, uh, that hasn't happened to me but that one time. Yeah. Um, now, did, if, did you... At the time, did you have a microphone where you could have just, like, let people know, sorry, I was shitting? Yes. Yes, I did have a mic, but I didn't do that. Right. There have been times where I've kind of um, made mistakes while I was DJing, like, big mistakes, like, accidentally stopped the song that was playing. Ooh. And then couldn't start it back, so I had oh, no. to. So that so there was a moment, and then I'd go on the mic and I'd say, um, "Y'all didn't pay to get in here, <laughs> and if you did, I'm allowed at least one mistake a night. I don't know if you think you're looking at Jesus, yeah, but you're not. My name is Black Cat, and I'm imperfect. And that was my name. mistake. Yeah. Get off my ass. Now back to your regularly scheduled, and he usually gets a laugh. Yeah, right? yeah. I usually, that's my little spiel. I'll yeah. do something like that. Now, that, now back to your regularly scheduled programming. And it gets a little laugh and a little kiki. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my God. That yeah. DJ's funny. Which is all you need. You yeah. know? A little take the pressure out. Yeah. Let them know you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like your first day. Yeah. Um, Have you ever, because I kind of went into this thinking, I had so many assumptions about the folks in nightlife. And it's been amazing how much I didn't know. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've, I've been, like, periphery to it, but I've never really been in it. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think that made me think I knew, but mm-hmm. obviously I don't, because I'm a stupid bitch. <laughs> um, has has uh, there been, like, a lot of DJ romance? Like, is that, are people coming at you and, like, a, hey, kind of, like, finger gun? Oh, my God, I got a great story for this. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so... Also, finger guns, I don't know. Is that how people romance anyone anymore? Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming at you, finger gun. <laughs> I, think, I think they'd probably get on the mic and say somebody's about to shoot up the club. Yeah, that's, that's what I just realized as I said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the life we're living in now. 2019 is a bitch. Yep. Um, <laughs> so there used to be a club called Zippers. Oh, love. Woohoo! I DJ'd, it's a condo now. Yeah, it's like a every big other condo. Um, <laughs> I DJed there for twelve years, thirteen years, oh, wow. something like that. Yeah. I was there from its inception to pretty much its closing. That's wild. Um, and um, anyway, one night, um, actually, this kind of transpired over a couple nights, okay. but the big thing happened on the last night. So. <laughs> There was this cute guy that used to come in, young guy, um, come in and he would come to the DJ booth and he'd always say hi to me and I'd always say hi back, you know, that people, there are people that would come into the booth, um, come into the club on a regular, regulars, and they yeah. would come and say, hey, what's up, Black Cat? And he was one of those guys. And um, I don't know when it changed, but he started to flirt a little sure. bit with me and, you know, that yeah, sure. Why that not? always feels good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, Black Cat. Oh, you're so cute. And I'm like, thanks, man. And, you know, and then the next week, oh, Black Cat, you're so cute. Look at you in your outfit. I'm like, thanks, Papa. And, you know, <laughs> let him go on, let him go on. And then one day he came to the booth and he 
touched me inappropriately. Oh. Now, you would think that, you know, that could, could be a Me Too moment. Right. <laughs> it could be. Um, but he touched me inappropriately. Touched my penis. <gasps> like, put his hand, not my actual penis, because I was wearing pants, but he put his <laughs> hand... Right, you want to just dick out in the booth? Yeah, like, just dick out in the booth while I'm DJing. <laughs> no. That's a Me Too moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... I looked at him and he smiled at me and he walked away. Was there at least like a squeeze or it was just like a hand on? He he just kind of, uh, you know. Like um, a light graze. A a gingerly graze over the the pants just to kind of let me know he was there. Yeah. And I looked at him and he walked away and I'm like, boy. (laughs) And then the next week he came back because, you know, now that he's done that, he feels that he can now, you know, do whatever. Yeah. So he came, he came back and, you know, me remembering what he did before, he came into the booth and he put his hand there. And this time he rests his hand there for a little oh. while. Just not on the penis, but beside the penis. Okay. Um, like in the vicinity. Like, in the vicinity of yeah, the penis. He's in the neighborhood. And I said to him, hey, my dude, don't wake him up. Because <laughs> if you wake him up, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, Blackhead, you're so funny. <laughs> Whatever. And he went about his business. And then the next week, because I was at Zippers every week. Yeah. Like, it was a regular Friday thing. Um, he came into the booth and he put his hand aggressively on my penis. Yeah. And I said, If you wake him up... <laughs> There's going to be a problem. I love this, like, threatening, kind of menacing, repeated As message. As I'm looking at him, I'm like, I am telling you yeah. that if you wake him up, there's going to be a problem here. He's grumpy when he's first up. Oh, hates it. So he then leaves again, and now here comes the week, okay? He comes walking into the booth. I guess he's been thinking about it all week, what he's going to do. And he's he ready to wake it up. the booth, and he just puts it on there like it's his. Yeah. And just just playing around while I'm DJing. I'd just like to let the listeners know that I have been DJing through all of all these of experiences. <laughs> okay. Um, he puts it on there, and he wakes him up. Yeah. So I Happy proceed Friday. to close the DJ door and grab him by his head uh, and whip out my penis Ooh. and shove it down his throat and oh my tell God. him to suck it now. Immediately. And I'm still DJing, guys. <laughs> I'm still mixing. Yeah. Um, and Does he do it? Oh, yes. Of he doesn't have a choice. Does. Right. Like Welcome now, out. now it's me yeah. being aggressive, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I—he just sucked this dick, <laughs> and so he's sucking, 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 and Is he on beat? it comes to <laughs> it comes to the climax, yeah. and I nut all over this guy's face. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, and the viewers at home. <laughs> I am not a man that nuts a little bit. Yeah. I, you need to wear a snorkel. You've got volume. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you need to wear a snorkel so you don't drown. And this guy's face, you know. It was spackled. 
It was just... It looked like he took oatmeal and just poured it on himself. (laughs) So, anyway... Was he surprised? I think he was. Yeah. And then I just... I got this. I can handle it. And I'm like, I don't know what you're going to do now. Because (laughs) from the DJ booth to the washroom is a long way. (laughs) And there's no towel up in this bitch. So... I don't know what to tell you. You woke him up. But you woke him up. I warned and you three times. And this is what happens yeah. when you wake him up. Yeah. Because he doesn't like to be woken up. Mm-hmm. So He likes to wake up on his he own He had terms. to find his way to the washroom. With covered with jizz. Just, just a load of net all over his face. And, um... <sighs> That's amazing. He... I don't even know where he is now. <laughs> he may be listening to this. Um, Did he ever come back? Yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> he did come back. He did not try to wake him up again. Right. This only happened once. He felt he had learned his lesson. Yeah. Perhaps. But he was cool. And, you know, we spoke for a little while. I, I've lost track of him now. Yeah. That's really fucking funny. But it was a great experience. I've never, like, I, that was the second time I've gotten head while I was DJing. Uh, <laughs> the first time was from somebody that wasn't, um, um, it was it was from somebody I knew, so gotcha. that that time right, was right, a, right. you know different. It's a, a bit of a yeah, but this time it was you know somebody I didn't know, like you know, but yeah. to say hi to me at the DJ booth. So um, amazing, yeah. So that. that was that that was my that was my moment. That's really good. Yeah, that was That's a cool really moment. That was a cool. Now, moment. do you think the quality of your DJing improved during the blowjob? I'm telling you that when I was nutting. At the time, yeah. and I had to be mixing. Like, I was mixing. I was literally mixing and nutting at the same time and just losing my lunch because I'm not a quiet guy. Like, yeah. Like, oh, God! Oh! Oh, shit! Oh! Oh, God! Oh! On the beat. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy, right? So... Fortunately, there was loud music playing, and I was in a booth, so yeah. nobody was hearing all of that, uh, but I'm that guy. <laughs> Everyone and, just thought you were really into the music. And I, I, see to, and I shake. Right. I get the shakes. Right. So, you know, mixing and getting the shake, it was a lot going on, so <laughs> he's one of two people in, in my 27 years of DJing that can say, he sucked Black Cat's dick and got That's... Mad. That's a very um, illustrious club, I think. I mean, that's... That was a moment. <laughs> and, and, and actually, he's the only guy that can say that. Because I've, I've never done that otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, yes, there was one other guy, but not to the point of netting. Oh, so full so climax. He he's was, the only one. He's the only one that got full... Well, you know what? Whoever you are, I'm proud of you. Well done. <laughs> I don't even know his name. <laughs> Just I don't even guy. know his name. His name? Right. Just yeah, just I, I think I should nickname him Oatmeal. Oh, <laughs> little Oatmeal, little Oatmeal. I, I, you know what? I know I would recognize him if I saw him again, but it's yeah. been many years now, and yeah. I don't even know if he still lives in Toronto or. Anything. Well, would you recognize him without jizz on his face? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's hard to say. <laughs> oh wow. That's a great story. Thank you for uh, for giving that to me. I really appreciate it. I can't it. believe I gave that to anybody. I don't think I've ever told anybody that. It's so. snatched now. Can't yeah. take it back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. Like, mm-hmm. So when you see someone hot and you're like, I'm into them, do you have like a special move? Like is there, is there a, 
uh, like, are you a winker? As you can tell, I'm a finger gun guy. I don't... That's as of today. That's as of today. I'm now into finger guns, but is there... What's... Do you have, like, a line you use? Is it, I'm DJ fucking black guy? (laughs) (laughs) Take your pants off immediately? Yeah. um, (laughs) You know what? I don't have a line. Okay. I don't have a line. Um, I... I... Okay, I've never thought of myself as an attractive guy. Okay. So, I've always said to myself, if I'm going to get a man, it has to be in the way that I speak to them. So, I would consider myself... um, Well, my nickname is Charmed. Mm -hmm. So, I consider myself a charming person. Like, I am... If I like you... And I guess I want to get with you. I I know how to speak to you. I like I'm charming like that. Like yeah. I can I can use my words because it ain't gonna be this face. <laughs> so you know, like that's a, that's the way I thought in sure. my head, right? I have to be able to get some dick somehow, so I better learn how to speak to a guy. Yeah, and you gotta have jokes. Yeah, I gotta be able to you know vocally take him out of his pants. Yeah. So that's kind of what it is for me. So okay. I, I sort of have to talk to you. Okay. What's the thing that like attracts you to someone? Like what is the, are you an ass man? Are you a smile man? Or what? what's the thing? I'm an ass man. Yeah. Love a good fat ass. <laughs> I am an ass man. Yeah. Down. Like. Yeah. It just. And it's funny because uh, like a couple of the guys that I've dated are not fat ass guys. Right. So what a disappointment. I, I think it's more of the, it, it more comes from like I think I think a fat ass is what like you know I'll be on the road and I'll be just good Jesus Christ man. Right. Like, like I'm a fat ass guy that way, yeah. but I think for somebody that I want to date or I want to get to know, it's more about the conversation. Ugh. Talking about them like they're a human. Ugh, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is for me. Like, no, I, I, I totally get that. I'm the guy that yeah. will, I will fall in love with you because we had a great conversation. If you not can make me of, laugh, that's not it. Not because of your fat ass. Yep. Uh, the fat though, ass helps though. Uh, yes. Oh, it That does. gets you in the door. But, yeah, <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I, but it's not the, 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 it's not the deal breaker for me. Yeah. Um. But it still helps. Yes, but my friends would be listening to this and saying, oh no, it's a deal breaker. Right. You love a good piece of ass, and it's true, I do, but yeah. I love somebody that can hold me in a conversation more. Mm-hmm. That's just... It's, it's way more important. I just find that I'm just like, oh, I want to be around you now, and I want to mm-hmm. be, I, like, I want to fuck you now, like, yeah. you know? I think for me, one of the things I'm noticing, like right now, because uh, I'm relatively recently single, and uh, I'm just like, I'm ass thirsty, like every, it doesn't... I have lusted over, like, 82-year-old asses. I've lusted over 12-year-old asses. Felt real gross about that one. Yeah. Because when they turn around, like, they got this fat ass, and they turn around, and you're like, Jesus Christ, the 12-year-old. Oh. <laughs> I, got, I, yes. I gotta go. Yeah. I, I gotta go home. I can't be part of society right now. I can't. Um, but no, uh, for me, one of the things that I sort of am starting to recognize a bit more, um, and it's, like, stuff that I've always known, but, like, never really vocalized or thought about, but is that it's actually, for me, it's kindness. That's the thing. And you, I tend to believe that you can see on someone's face whether mm-hmm. they're kind or not. Right. And so 
I always radiate towards someone with a really great smile or like mm-hmm. a smile that is mischievous or something. Yeah. But if they don't have that sort of like twinkle or crinkle in their eyes, it's like, and occasionally I'm nice to people. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to actually end up turning me off more than anything. Right. Yeah. But a giant, juicy, fat ass. Tastes delicious, and I am always available for that. <laughs> uh, hands down. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, I'm, uh, we're running out of time, so I'm going to ask you two last questions. Well, three total. Um, and this is the hardest one. And I did an episode with John Caffrey, and he was really upset that I asked him this question. So I'm going to do it again. Ooh, this is going to be fun! And see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best song in the world? <laughs> John, like, panicked. He was like, um, there's 95. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh my god. I'm gonna answer this like this. Um, any song that Janet Jackson has ever done in her entire life is the best song in the world. The Janet Jackson catalog. Is the best song in the world. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, that's all. That's that's all there is. <laughs> End of story. Yeah. Is there a particular Janet song that you like always go back to? Um. Oh, no. See, when somebody asks me that, I always do this. There are <laughs> there are many. Right, and there's like moods for and... different times. Yeah. Like, come back to me. That's a slow song, mm-hmm. but it's a song that has resonated in my heart forever. Yeah. It's like, you know. And then there's Escapade, which is the first Janet, not the first, but one of the first Janet songs that I I used to play on loop forever and just watch the video and just <laughs> it just I just it was immersed in mm-hmm. that song. And then there's What Have You Done For Me Lately, which was the <laughs> very first song that I ever heard and I was just like, "Oh my god, who is this woman and what song is this?" Oh, it's a woman. It's Janet Jackson. It's called What Have You Done For Me? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Little and did then, you know. <laughs> later on, I heard When I Think Of You, and I'm like, oh my God, who is this woman? Oh, it's Janet Jackson, and it's called What Have You Done For Me? Um, it's yeah. called When I Think Of You. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and then months later, oh my God, what song is this, and who is this? Oh, it's Janet Jackson. And I'm like, it's, a, it's yeah. a reoccurring thing for me, right? I'm like... I like all of this woman's songs. Yeah. And um, and then I went to see her first world tour, which was the Rhythm Nation world tour oh, in March of 1990. And I fell completely, utterly in, in love. I've never seen her live, but I can only imagine she's I've seen every world tour she's ever done. Amazing. And I am going to go see her in Hawaii. <laughs> In November. Oh. Yes. I mean, if you're going to see her, that, Hawaii has is a to great be location. Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has to be Hawaii. Um, so, yes. Uh, Amazing. Janet, anything she does, I love her. I need her in my life forever. That's amazing. Um, and uh, that's all there is to it. Yeah. If I had to say album. Okay. Favorite album. Excluding Janet out of this now. Because <laughs> I've now let you know. Yeah. Anything that's that not Janet. she is Janet, and yeah. she's and fucking Janet her. Jackson, and we will respect her. Yeah. But putting her in a, a category of her own, yeah. 
Album-wise, there's two albums that are the greatest albums ever made for me. And one is George Michael's Older. Oh, okay. George Michael, Older. That album is single-handedly the best album I've ever heard. I have to listen to it. I've wanted never heard it. to um, see him live, and he then died. And I still get very emotional thinking about it. George Michael is um, just, his voice is just beautiful. And um, that album in particular, he did when the world found out he was gay. Mm-hmm. He he disappeared for a minute and then he came back with this album and the album's called Older. Um, and it's just the best album. I was kind of going through the same thing at the time, I had just came out to my family, like in 98. Yes, 98. And he had released this album around the same time. Yeah. And uh, it was talking about him coming out in many ways. A lot of the songs on there. And I just resonated with this album. So that album is my favorite album of all time. Cool. Um, the second album is Madonna's confession on a dance floor yeah yeah that album i could listen to from cover from track one right up i could just just put that on loop yeah that album is just so well well done like mm-hmm. it's just perfect i so love an album that, that tells you a story because albums don't really they're not so much a thing anymore yeah but i love an album because i want to know like what is this artist trying to tell me at yeah. this moment yes right? and that's what i loved about janet because janet's albums were that they were mm. they storytelling from yeah. beginning to end she had little snippets in between she had like interludes she had like that kind of thing through her yeah. whole album it was a story yeah uh but yeah madonna cool. and george michael go figure twist yeah <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, uh, one sort of silly question for you, because um, this is more for my personal growth. Uh, I have a few DJ friends, and mm-hmm. I always get very stressed out when I'm in an environment where they're doing their job, and I would like to say hello, but I do not know when the right time is. Is there a good time, or should I just wave politely and be like, bye? <laughs> My friends would tell you there's no good time to say anything to me yeah. while I'm DJing because well, now I, I look yeah. like I want to take an elephant gun and put it in your mouth <laughs> and pull the trigger. Yeah. That's what my friends would tell you. I always say I am welcome. Like you can come and say hi to me all the time. My friends would say don't do it. <laughs> You're poking the bear. I look very angry when I'm DJing. <laughs> I look like I'm unapproachable. I look like I don't want to hear from you. Right. <laughs> That's what my friends tell me. I try to change it up a little bit in my facial expression. I have resting bitch face when I'm DJing. You gotta be who you I'm, are. You I'm, co- I'm concentrating. I'm very serious, focused. Because DJing does take work, mm-hmm. which some people don't understand. Yeah. Like, they'll see you and you're mixing, and then they'll just come up into your ear and they'll just, Oh my God! And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you not see that I'm actually trying to mix? Yeah. And I'm listening? In a loud room. And you're in my ear. Just 
talking shit. Stop. Stop. Stop talking. Right. So um, the answer, I think, is just wave politely and, and stay away. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You know what? It is. You know what it is. You have to. Okay, folks. Here it is. Teach us. When you walk up and you see the DJ look like he's doing something, like head down, hands on knobs, moving things, wait until he stops doing that. Yeah. Because that means nine times out of ten, he's mixing. Yeah. Wait until he's finished mixing. And once you see that he's finished, then walk up. And say hello. Present And yourself. then say, I would love to hear... Actually, ask if he's taking requests. Because <laughs> some DJs don't like to take requests. So ask. And then they'll tell you. And then you give your request. Hmm. And then say thank you afterwards. And get the fuck out. And don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because if you come back, yeah. then you're asking for trouble. Do you have people that, like, hang out in the booth with you? I've never really understood that, personally. Like, um, I, I've seen people, like, they're just, like, hanging out, and I know they're not the DJ. My boyfriend used to hang out in the booth with me, and that's, well, because he doesn't like people. Yeah. So, <laughs> he would, um... <laughs> I mean, it's the dream of my heart, to be in a club but not have to engage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, he would hang out in the booth with me, because he just didn't like people, and... Yeah. And um, and presumably, and he knew that his boyfriend would turn into Xena and take the CDs and if somebody tried to talk to him, yeah. So he would (laughs) stay in the booth. Um, Sometimes my friends, like you know, a couple of my friends will stay at the booth, which is fine. It's it's a thing. Like like friends of the DJ usually hang in the booth, right? And they want to dance in the booth and stuff. Um, I've never found it to be an issue. Okay, because you've made good choices. Yeah, and of, the, and of the people who come in, and and most either likely, they're giving you head now or they're giving you head. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I um I I find that people don't just I find that happens more in the straight world. Yeah, like groupie girls will just come into the DJ booth and mm-hmm. like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm in the, the DJ, DJ booth. booth. You know, Sarah and Jessica and Brittany Kristen. will be in the and the, and they're just in the booth because. God, I have big breasts and like maybe I can get laid and Aww. I can get free drinks. They sound um, so fun. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're a hoot. <laughs> um, but in the gay world, guys don't do that in the gay world. Okay. Nearly with the At same least person. not to me. Because they don't have the tits for it. Yeah, like they don't, you know, <laughs> shaking their ass. They will more shake their ass outside of the booth so that I can see. Mm-hmm. Like, Give I, me that there, good show. There are a couple, you know, <laughs> guys that know that I like ass. So they'll just come around the, in the DJ booth area, yeah. like in the front, and then just shake their ass for me while I'm DJ. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to turn that down. No. But they won't come into the booth. <laughs> right. They, like, they, the, the booth is sacred ground. My best cool. friend will come into the booth. Um... Yeah, but no, yeah. I don't. I don't ever get that issue. It does make me panic. Like you and John both, like we've hugged over the equipment, and I'm just like so conscious of my body in that moment. Where mm-hmm. I'm just like, where are my arms? If I touch something, what am I gonna fuck up? <laughs> so, I, but yeah. yeah, there's like there's clubs and bars that that's the only option. Yes, and it's just like I I hate it every time. Like I just well, <laughs> you know, John, I love John. He knows He's that. also a little shorty guy, so... Oh, God, I love short men. John doesn't... 
John does not know. Well, he knows now. John <laughs> does not know what kind of a crush I have on him, which is saying a lot because I'm really not into like white guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a full crush on John. <laughs> full. He told me to say hello, by the way. Disgusting crush on you, John. <laughs> I just don't even know how to. Like, you know? Yeah. It's just a thing. I get it. It's a thing. It's a thing. I don't know why. I think, you know what it, you know what it is? Because I'm not around John enough to, to, for it to be the regular things that right. it would be like, you know, hey, John, you got a fat ass. And, you know. <laughs> which I, is know, also true. Which is true. Because, <laughs> John, you got a fat ass, bro. <laughs> so, I, you. You would think I've been drinking. I haven't been drinking. <laughs> Not a thing. I yeah, just this is from the heart. It's just you know I'm with Matt and <laughs> Matt's fun and gets things out of you that he shouldn't. I mean I told the world that I had the shits. Yeah. So well, why you not? and the rest of the world. We've John all had Caffrey has a fat ass, and <laughs> I have looked at it a couple times and thought, Jesus Christ, if I could only get in there, just put my face but in. Just you know. <laughs> But I would say the thing that is most attractive about John is his DJ selection. I love listening to the music that he he likes mm. to play. Yeah, that is what is attractive. Like attractive, like pulls me in. Yeah. with John is his music, which selection. is really intellectual, and that's like a whole other kind of attraction. Which is exactly why I yeah. said to you, like, yes, I love a fat ass. I'm never going to say I don't love a fat ass. But if you want to get me, yeah, like get me, get me. It's usually in conversation or something yeah. intellectual because um, that's what pulls me in yeah. for real. Like John looks great, um, but. Every time I think about him, it's not about his ass, even though we just had a 10-minute conversation <laughs> about it. It's about his music. Yeah. It's about his music selection. It's about the fact that he's, like, happy when I see him. And, Always. And his music selection. And me and him, when we DJ together, gel so well. It's so cool. Well, I tend to think you guys have, in maybe a weird way, but you guys do have very similar musical energy, I guess, maybe is how I call it. Because it's not necessarily musical taste. I think there's right. a, there is yes. definitely a difference, but there's parallels that seem to line up. Right, really well. and we seem to match those parallels when we're together, yeah. whatever kind of situation we're in. We know where, like, I know where he's going, and then I just kind of match where he's going, but in Spin my own way. In a different way, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Okay, we have to shut the fuck up. So I'm okay. going to ask you my last question. <laughs> um, but before we get into it, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, it was fun. And I delight. knew it would be. <laughs> I mean, it, folks, it took us nine years to get to this place. Um, and that's but just I knew it was going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was just scheduling the date. Yeah. Right? <laughs> But we got really? here. We got here. Really, it took a long time. Yeah. Eleven thirty on a Tuesday yeah. in my bed. That's where I want to be. Uh, so, but I. Knew, you're the best birthday gift. I knew it was going to be fun. Yeah. And uh, that's why I wanted to do it. Like I was Thank like, you. I'm going to enjoy this, and I want to do it. And I'm going to tell him about that time I shit myself. I'm going to tell him about that time that I took the. Biggest dump. Yeah. And couldn't get up because my ass it was so happening. would not stop flowing. 
And yeah. uh, that's important. The people need to know. Anyway, club. yeah. Thank you for doing this. You're perfect. Mm-hmm. The last question. Um, I say this every time. You know, we're sometimes in the darkest timeline, so I'm just trying to make people laugh on the subway. That's what this show is about. Um, and so, in the next seven days, what are you going to do in your little corner of the universe uh, to bring a little joy either to you or to other people? That's the final question. I'll answer while you think about it because you're giving me like a panic look. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of joy am I well, yeah. what are you going to do to in the next seven days to like make joy happen in the world so for me today is my birthday and mm-hmm. I've had a remarkable last few days it's even last month really of just like so many people have kind of come out and found ways to celebrate me that I am deeply uncomfortable with but trying to be okay with mm-hmm. uh and I think moving forward from, from this moment is about trying to find ways to sort of, I don't want to say pay them back because I don't believe in obligation and I think a gift's not a gift if you think you're getting something back for it. Um, but I want to, and also I'm broke as fuck, so like, what am I going to get them? <laughs> but what I do have is time. And so what I'm trying to think about is like, how can I make a more direct effort to spend more time with these folks who have been so extraordinarily kind and generous? And so that's my intention in the next seven days Mm. now the pressure is on what are you gonna do (laughs) well in the next seven days uh at some point i'm going to call up my local uh piece and fuck him down um and that's my way of giving to him (laughs) and um i am going to um (laughs) sorry that's just that's the best way to bring joy I've ever heard. <laughs> I am going to bring him some joy. Um, and he wants me to bring him this joy. Yeah. And I want to give him this joy. And I think that's really beautiful. Thank I mean, it will, be, it will be sweaty and disgusting and depraved, I'm sure, but beautiful in its own way. I'm giving to him and he's getting joy. Yeah. And I'm getting joy. And that was the question. So. Right. So, uh, besides that... Um, I will be DJing, um, uh, in a couple of different places where I'm looking forward to it because I haven't DJed in a little while, like fully for myself. I haven't DJed. And Mm. so I'm looking forward to this weekend where I will be DJing. Um, and, um, I'm, although it's not happening in the next seven days, it's probably, it's going to be happening in the next 14 days. My birthday (gasps) is coming. And so I am... I am putting my birthday together, which is going to bring me joy because I'm the type of person like I don't wait for people to do it because if I do, then it'll never happen. Mm -hmm. So I actually literally put everything together for my own birthday (laughs) and then celebrate and have a whole bunch of fun with my friends. Um, And that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing for the next seven days. I have... Um, not announce this, so I can't announce it right now. <laughs> well, this is coming out in like eight weeks anyway. So okay, great. Well, in eight <laughs> weeks, um, I will have. I actually have already taken on the role, but I I um am now the program director of Pride Toronto. Oh shit! Congratulations. Yes, thank that's you. cool. Yes, I'm hoping that it will be cool. 
Um, it sounds like they finally figured out that you're DJ fucking black. Uh, yes! <laughs> yes, they have, <laughs> goddammit! Um... <laughs> See how that worked? Full circle. Yeah, we really brought it back. We brought it right back. <laughs> Pride Toronto That's has so cool. uh, acknowledged me in the way of being program director. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. And in the next seven days, I should be actually knee deep in work for them. So, That's really cool. So, Congrats. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Cool. Well, with that, let's wrap up. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you one last time because you're perfect. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, people on the internet. Uh, and if you didn't, eat a dick. And on that note, bye. Or just shoot in somebody's face. Ah! <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, listeners. If you want to connect with me, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, you can reach out to me uh, on Twitter at FactsFibsFairy or on Facebook or Instagram at FactsFibsAndFairyTales. Or you can reach out by email at FactsFibsAndFairyTales at gmail.com. When you get home, I would like you to masturbate.